Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Cloud Choice podcast. We've got a packed show for you today, and the question we're going to be focusing on in this podcast is, can the CIO be the new business leader? We're going to start with the news update, including the exciting news that our very own report has been covered by Forbes. Then we'll have a discussion on the CIO and their emerging role in the business. And we will finish with a fantastic interview with the great Paul Miller from Forrester. So I'm your host, Dan O'Riordan, and once again, I'm joined by the lovely Lisa Hirsch. Lisa, hi. Well, hello again, Dan. How are you? What 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 have you been up to this week? Yeah, I'm still in. I'm still dancing through the tulips um, up in Utrecht. Still doing the cloud strategy with one of the banks here. Um, weather not as nice this week. It was really the, the, the last couple of weeks had been fantastic up here, you know. So, so yes. Yeah, so, so, so that's what I'm. I've been doing the, the last last week. And yourself? Well, you know, I'm just back from a nice long holiday, right? Um, I got a chance to go to the beach. I watched a little sailing. I obtained a fabulous tan. Got some relaxation. So I'm rested up and ready to roll again. But, Dan, I'm back at home and I do need some fresh flowers. So how about some of those tulips? (laughs) They're on on their way, Lisa. Okay, let's, um, let's dive into the news firstly. So as mentioned, it's been a very exciting few weeks. So we, we published an exciting research report, Cloud Native Comes of Age. And not only is it available on our website at www.capgemini.com forward slash cloud native, you know, the link will be in the show notes, but it's also been picked up by a few news outlets and one of which is Forbes. Um, so in terms of a couple of the news stories that I've been looking at uh, during the week, I, I, I had a look at the, the one on the federal communication commission's uh, chief information officer that he will leave the agency to become the chief ventures officer at the national geospatial intelligence uh, intelligence agency um were you having a look at that news article lisa you know i i did i I found it really interesting you know um the gentleman uh, actually changed the entire mindset of the fcc um, he actually built it and, and, and rolled out cloud uh, computing there, which uh, I thought was great. And, and as a result of that, the, the gentleman um, was was asked to, to uh, rekindle and 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 go into a, a, the first of a kind role in, in a government agency. Um, and so I, I think what I, I take away from that, Dan, is is being a change agent. And, and what I really liked, to paraphrase a little bit, was his philosophy, uh, you know, that says you got to kind of be a Sherlock Holmes, you know. Um, you, you need to take the time to listen to people so you find out what's working, what's not working, right? And, and, and you know, you synthesize on those different perspectives. And um, he said that it took about two and a half years to get get it right, and, and to get p- people propelled in that, um, in that direction, which I think is also very key to cloud native uh, as well. What's your perspective? Yeah, it is interesting that the CAO, right, the, the fact that they're now becoming these new uh, business leader, um, I mean, leading on, the, on to the, the cloud native, um, there was a, a really 
um, interesting article on, on cloud, cloud computing about how um, the you know the, the, the cloud native can be like a change agent for for, for your enterprise. You know, um, it talks about some of the highlights being, you know, some interesting figures from Gartner's 2017 survey of CEOs. Yeah, I, I read that article and it was called, uh, you know, how cloud computing uh, can be a change agent in your in your enterprise. And that was by Tom Schmidt of the CI, of CIO. I, I like the way the 40, 47% of the CEOs say they're now being challenged by boards of directors to make progress in a digital business. I mean, that for me is, is something I, I, I hadn't seen be, before. And also that the, the percentage of IT spend it now comes from the business units. About 29% of IT spend comes from the business units. Um, that was interesting. And, and it's a rate that's going to certainly increase, right? Um, I mean, I, I really think it comes down to uh, that, you, that you have to have a, a centralized role and, and, and developing a, a cloud strategy, and, and uh, that will enable the business units uh, to consume, you know, cloud services, um, and that that messaging really needs to get out to um, the business by the CIO, right? And and, 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 and and talk about how to balance traditional infrastructure with new capabilities in cloud. And, and all of this is based on the desires and the outcomes that a CIO wants to achieve. And, and if, if the CIO is unable to do that, then uh, there, there will be that challenge of him being that uh, in that business leadership role. Absolutely. So did you see there was um, the, the, you know, the Capgemini, the cloud native ages now, the, 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 the article in, in Forbes? Um, I think you should, it, it was a really a good read. My, 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 my boss, um, Vikram Karnik, he, he's been quoted in it. I think he had some interesting to say about some of the, some of the cloud native applications and he was talking about a, a good example of, of, of a typical application would be an application that's updated often, you know, which would be a good example of, a, of, of an application that should be looked at as being developed in, in a cloud native way. So Lisa, one of the topics that we're going to speak about today is um, is about CIOs, and I've been reading, uh, you know, quite a bit about how the role is changing. Um, so, so, so the topic really is: Can you see that the CIOs are they going to be the new business leaders? Um, so, if if I can kind of you know introduce it with what my perspective is, um, I think cloud is in one way is helping the, the CIOs. You know, previously, they did need to have a, you know, technical knowledge on, on a lot of the actual physical in infrastructure. But now I think public cloud is hiding a lot of the, you know, the physical infrastructure. Um, but I think the, the, the change um, is that you know, the, the lifespan of, of large companies is, is, is getting shorter. Um, and there's a big push on digital transformation. So the CIO's role, I think, has moved more from actually understanding the, the technical details of, about data centers and, and how to keep the lights on in these data centers, um, moving towards a, how, does, how does the company become, um, how does it digitally transform? Um, there's a lot of disruption ha happening. Um, and how does the, the CIO 
utilize technology, you know, to help move the, the, the businesses. So that's kind of um, some of the, the feeling and the input I have. Um, have you have you, have you uh, a similar idea, or is is do you think I'm 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 I'm, I'm been drinking too much again, Lisa? Well, Dan, you know you, you do you do like to have a spot or two, but that's okay because you sound you pr- sound pretty much spot on to me. You know, um, my perspective is is that you know digital transformation is high on the agenda of business leaders. Uh, not just IT leaders anymore, right? And, and as we really kind of went over that to some extent in our news section, um, you know, uh, what does it really mean for the role of the CIO now? You know, I had a chance to speak with a chief strategy officer here in New York from a major corporation about this, his thoughts on digital transformation, right? And the CIO. Um, you know, and he believes that all CIOs in the future will be evaluated on how successful they'll be able to steer their organizations from a dedicated technical mindset, like you were speaking to, to more of a hybrid business IT mindset to address the skills required for that, you know, that business, business, digit, digital business world, which is evolving right? And um, their ability to become people and cultural leaders and, and lead that digital business transformation and, and innovation with these, with these new uh, digital competencies, right? And, 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 and you know, so he, he referred to uh, a few technologies um, that, that are really going to need to be focused on, such as uh, um, IoT, AI and and of course he mentioned uh, you know cloud native and cloud uh, cloud application development right and and he, and you know according to our research right uh, cloud native uh, will be driving uh, a lot of disruption uh, in the years ahead you know seventy two percent of the businesses plan to use cloud native to scale their business more quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, 71% will use cloud native to update their products and services more quickly between now and 2020. So um, I, I think he might be on the right path with uh, some of his views, Dan. Yeah, because I think the, CA, the CEOs, I think they're really focused on, on growth. Um, and, you know, they are expecting the CIOs to, to respond to this. You know, I was reading Gartner's uh, 2017 CEO survey. And you know they were highlighting that growth is the the top business priority for CEOs, and I think the CIOs in the most progressive companies they're they're really focusing on this agility factor and of course the customer experience um, to try and help the, you know their organizations to adapt and innovate. Um, so and you know cloud native gives that ability to to introduce um, you know business change. Um, and improve um, customer experiences. Um, so I think, you know, in, in our survey, we were seeing that that agility is the top driver for a cloud native strategy. I mean, 74% um, were, were um, voted uh, from from the survey, like said that agility was the top driver for a cloud native strategy. So on to the second point on this um, on this topic, 
The CAOs, um, what do you think that the CAOs have to do to become uh, these new business leaders? You know, Dan, I think they have to be extremely, extremely flexible, okay? Um, you know, what I, what I wanted to point out was uh, VK's blog. He's, uh, his blog called Bouncing Back, the reinvention of the CIO. And I think, you know, VK's your bo big boss, right, Dan? Big boss. No, he's, he's, um, he's, he's uh, I read that blog as well. There were some, some, some excellent points in there about the reinvention of the CIO. You know, and, and he points out uh, three traits that, uh, that he thinks that a CIO must have. And the one that, that resonated with me the most, okay, as we, as we look back at what CEOs want, which is growth, right? The, the, the focus on revenue generation through digital enablement, right? And, 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 and if, if you're able to do that, then you're able to show the board, um, you know, just, just how digital, the digital future of the company looks. And, and, you know, you're able to set that vision that everybody can get behind. And, uh, you know, I, I think so becoming a new business leader, uh, it's about becoming that strategist with the digital competency vision, so to speak, right? Yeah, absolutely. One of the, um, you know, continuing on from that, that report, the 2017 CEO survey, there was a, a piece in there talking about how CIOs, they need to be particularly attentive to a triangular relationship forming the minds of CEOs on technology, product improvement, and growth, you know, I, th I thought that was that was quite interesting, um, and also I think that this whole concept of being uh, an uh, innovation partner to the business, and and this ability to reduce time to market, for example, I was, um, you know, one of the, the, the clients that I was quite interested was uh, Royal Mail, and yep. the fact yep. that they've they've set up those digital labs. Yeah, um, yeah. Where all of the, the, the new application development is done using, you know, platform as a service. Um, but they were ba basically saying that using, uh, using the platform as a service, it allowed them to, to basically to trial and test new ideas rapidly. And, and that using the lab, it, it uh, created a different operating model to the wider business. So it allowed them to exploit um, this, you know, the speed and flexibility. Um, so when, when people talk about, about cloud, um, they probably traditionally think of just uh, provisioning some servers, but it's the it's this ability to to you know create a product quite quickly in a in in a, in a, in a sprint, um, and then make changes to it, but to actually have that you know that, that cyclical uh, re repetition and and constant Im improvement is where the real value of, of cloud is. No, you're ab absolutely the ability to innovate very quickly through that DevOps type approach and and platform as a service. Um, providers is, is is the way to go. Okay, so and and in terms of uh, what challenges what challenges do the CIOs face in, in getting there? Um, so I when I was when I was thinking about this particular point, um, when we think about the changing business attitudes about what this IT function is and what it's meant to deliver, um, I think. A lot of the business leaders, they still see IT as a cost center um, rather than something that they need to invest in or rather, uh, rather, you know, I think you need to consider that the IT um, is a way of helping the company adapt and, and, and thrive. Um, and in the report, Cloud Native Comes of Age, 
well, when we asked the business leaders what their top priorities for the IT function were, the one that, that the most people ranked at number one, um, the, the, the one that most people ranked at number one, was reducing IT costs, uh, and that was 32%. Uh, and the second thing was uh, the skills gap. That, that, that's becoming a, a huge challenge for the CIOs. You know, the CIOs, they need to start considering um, you know, building these cloud-native projects on a smaller scale, in labs, um, you know, as pilots, you know, before they can really start scaling these initiatives. Um, so so I, I think, so these early pioneers, you know, they need to be able to pass on their skills to others in the team. So, you know, building those, building those teams, I think, is, 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 is one of the, the, the challenges I see the CIOs facing. Uh, the cultural change is, is just a huge challenge. Uh, that said, um, you know, what are they, what are they saying is going to help get that CIO there? Well, um, a few really great techniques that I gathered also from our research was to help propel that cultural change through, through collaboration, right? So maybe uh, you do a couple of town hall meetings to, to elaborate about what's coming forward. And, you know, people like to know what's changing, right? So the, the center of excellencies is, is another good way of, of, of helping drive change and, and, and new mm. technology, focus groups. So, I mean, you know, in all, uh, you know, keeping, keeping things very open, speaking about them, collaborating, uh, is what, what's what I really see is, is uh, what's going to build that that culture and and foster the innovation and, and encourage the team members, you know, basically to learn from each other and and motivate them to to adopt to uh, that cultural change. You know. So once again, I think is the message that, that this cloud native it, it's it's presenting a perfect opportunity for the CIOs to change the different attitudes and and actually show and demonstrate the innovative power that IT can bring to the business. Um, do you think that, it, that that's one of I the think, messages? I, I think that that is the message as well as the ability to make rapid changes and innovate very, very quickly uh, to new technologies and new business needs. That's what the, the messaging is all about, Dan. And I think the CAOs, they need to be able to to demonstrate and, and put that position forward to the business lines, um, that the business lines, in order to capitalize um, on the, the speed and flexibility, um, that cloud native is, is, is one of the areas that can really help them. And I think the CIOs need to articulate that. Well, I mean, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we see a little light at the end of the tunnel for the CIO. I mean, I think that two questions, I guess, uh, are can a CIO change the attitude uh, of the business leaders, and and if they can, uh, do they have the insight on how to continue to drive business along with the CIO? I mean, um, you're either going to be a leader or you're going to be a lagger, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I think it's 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 important. The the fact that the, that the role of the CIO has changed to be a business leader is you know is is something that's actually vital for the success of organizations. I think the organizations see that now. Um, you know, the, the CIOs, they, they really are changing their attitude um, and, and they're becoming business leaders. So it's, um, it's, it's that time of the show again when we're going to bring on a guest. And this week I had a chat with one of Forrester's senior analysts, Mr. Paul Miller, 
on the CIO of today and the future and what they need to succeed. So Paul, he has been with Forrester for the past two years and prior to that he spent the six years as an independent analyst and founder of the Cloud of Data. In the office we've, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been having a discussion about you know, the role of a CIO. You know, in the last couple of years, we've seen the, the appearance of, of, a, of a new role at the CXO level called a, the, the, the Chief Digital Officer. Do you think the CIO, um, today's CIO, he's at risk or she's at risk of being sidelined? And uh, can you kind of say how their role has, has changed? I mean, I think the first thing to say is that focusing too much on titles can be a distraction. We see some organisations where the CIO takes the lead role and you know has responsibility for a broad digital portfolio. We see other organisations where, for various reasons, it might go to some new role like a CDO. I think to get too hung up on saying CIO good, CDO bad would be would be a mistake. Um, I think more important is to recognise that senior leadership within an organisation, whatever the organisation is, there needs to be senior leadership with the vision to drive a digital strategy. And they actually have to have the, the budget, the power and the mandate to then drive that through. I mean, what we've seen, for example, with some CDOs is you bring in a high flyer with a grand title um, and they start drafting these wonderful visions of where the company might go, but they have no budget, they have no power, and they have no mandate, so nothing actually happens. And we see similar problems with, with a CIO lead. So the important thing is really that control and that power and that mandate rather than what you happen to be called on your business card. Very interesting. So the, I mean, it's, it, is it quite sad that um, a lot of organisations, they look at the IT function as being, let's say, the number one priority for, for most business people, where it's singling out IT and actually reducing the, the, the cost of the IT function. Um, I mean, do you see this as a cost that needs to be reduced um, or is it something that we, we, we actually need as organisations to be investing in? I think the focus on driving cost out of IT is, in a word, depressing. Um, and in, an, in another word, wrong. Um, you know, digital underpins so much of what companies are trying to do today as, as they try to win, serve and retain customers. And that digital agenda, that sort of customer facing, customer impressing, customer wowing journey that companies are on fundamentally needs IT underneath the hood. These exciting new customer-facing applications need all that back-end stuff working as well. And we need to make sure that these sort of back-end core systems of record move forward in lockstep with the exciting new systems of engagement. And fundamentally, you know, as I said already, that needs leadership, it needs budget, and it needs vision. It's something to invest in, not something to squeeze pennies out of. And if we look at some of Forrester data, for example, 66% of enterprise decision makers in Europe see improving the experience of their customers as a high priority. That's not surprising. But online customer experience is the single biggest thing they're focusing on there. And that, of course, requires digital. The next question I have for you is, is it's a subject that's very dear to my heart. And it's all about a cloud native and the, the movement of, of, of certain organizations and center, certain enterprises towards a cloud, a cloud native way of, of, of doing their, their, their development and building their solutions. Um, and I, I work a lot with some of the large banks and some of the large financial institutions 
and and you can see that you know that there there are two different types moving in at two different speeds. Um, so in terms of cloud native development, can you see a, a big separation between the way some enterprises um, are, are approaching you know this new way of doing development and what we call the, the laggards, the more traditional businesses who, who are staying kind of stuck in, in, the, in the way they, they develop software over the last 15, 20 years? You know, I think a lot of the early enthusiasm for cloud, particularly in the enterprise, was to, to go back to one of your earlier points. It was about driving cost out of IT. It was about saving money, um, which is completely the wrong way to look at cloud. Um, you know, a sensible, well-done cloud deployment may not save you money. Uh, you may still spend the same for your IT, but you'll be more agile, you'll be more flexible, you'll be better able to shift to sort of meet evolving customer demands. So cloud is not just about cost. You didn't say it was. Lots of people have. Um, you know, cl- cloud, you know, I we talk about it a bit as sort of cloud is a, a state of mind in some ways. Um, you know, you're after agility, you're after flexibility, you're after that sort of customer obsession that I talked about before and being able to flex and evolve to meet those changing customer demands. And fundamentally, you know, for most organisations today, cloud is part of a broader hybrid IT portfolio. Um, very few organisations are throwing away all of their servers and moving entirely to the cloud. Some are, but most aren't for various reasons. Um, And, you know, cloud helps a business to serve its customers. It helps it to flex to those sort of fast changing requirements. It's an enabler of that broader digital transformation, not the point in itself. Uh, Although, of course, you know, as you said, you know, organizations that aren't embracing things like cloud absolutely are going to start suffering. They're going to start seeing that they fall behind. They're going to start seeing that they can't keep up with those customer demands. They can't enter new markets. They can't deploy the new applications that customers increasingly demand. So cloud is a a fundamental piece, but it's only a piece of that broader digital transformation. In in terms of the CIO's role, um, the CIO's role is changing and evolving across many verticals and organizational sizes. The best ones, um, they seem to be able to express their vision for digital business in a language that their peers at the board level can understand. And they can set their objectives to transform their organization to be agile, customer-centric, more uh, innovative, etc. Yeah, the the business fundamentally needs digitally savvy leaders. It needs leaders who understand the opportunity that digital presents. The CIO is one source of that ability for sure. And actually, you know, a great example... As we're recording this podcast, um, I was reading the paper on the train down to London this morning and Ford, you know, great big enterprise with fairly traditional business model. Um, Their CEO has just announced that he's stepping down and the person who's going to replace him is the person they brought in to head up their new sort of digital uh, self-driving cars, um, you know, sort of new skunk works type projects. That person is to be the new CEO of Ford. One of the reasons, presumably, is because they bring an awareness of digital, they bring an awareness of new business models, and they bring a recognition that Ford, the car company, is increasingly actually Ford, the provider of transportation, even to people who don't buy Ford's cars. Okay, so, so the CIO is becoming a, more of a business leader. Is this, so this is what you're, you're seeing in the market, that there is a new breed of CIO who are, in, in a way, are they losing their IT roots? 
Um, we see some CIOs being appointed from outside the IT organization for sure. Um, but I think fundamentally there is still importance in understanding what's possible. Uh, you know, the, the danger, I think, with appointing a CIO who comes from entirely outside technology is that perhaps they come in as a manager. You know, they're there to ensure that the, the division meets its targets rather than necessarily understanding the art of the possible. So I think there is still a role for having a digital awareness, a technology savvy, um, even if you haven't necessarily come through a formal sort of CTO, CIO progression. Um, but you need to marry that technology awareness and digital awareness with a broader business understanding. You need to understand what the business is trying to achieve and you also, even more importantly, need to understand what the business's customers expect of it because that may not actually be what the business thinks it's doing. How can the CIOs demonstrate the value of cloud-native applications to the chief executive and the wider business? I mean, is there a first phase where they, they, they need to maybe go through the language and explain what cloud-native is? Um, so is there is there a, you know, a, a, you know, a learning process that the, the, the CXOs need to go through before the CIOs can demonstrate uh, the value of cloud-native? Um, there's, there's probably several ways to answer that question. The first way would be to say, you know, without actually necessarily educating anyone else, the, the technology team can solve a business problem with cloud native. You know, not necessarily a technology problem, but a business problem. Um, perhaps you're expanding into a new market and you need to be able to deliver applications to that new market without opening new data centers, without deploying you know, large teams of developers and support staff in country, all, all those sorts of things. Instead, develop it much more quickly in the cloud, deploy it out of public cloud data centers and, and enter that new market. Prove the point that way. Stepping back a bit though, you know, absolutely there's a requirement for the whole C-suite to better understand digital. And I think that's the important thing. It's understanding digital rather than necessarily understanding cloud native specifically. Um, so they, they need to be aware of what's possible. They need to be aware of what others are doing elsewhere in the market. They need to be aware of what their customers and their staff are expecting and using in other contexts. And cloud clearly is part of that story. But I, I certainly don't think we need to you know, line up the C-suite for a, a, a lesson on how to boot an Amazon server or a, an Azure server or anything like that. Uh, it's much more about the capabilities that digital and cloud and, and IoT and DevOps and all these other things deliver to the business getting its job done better. One of the, one of the biggest challenges or one of the, the, the biggest hurdles um, in cloud-native uh, environment is the, the cultural aspects. So with this in mind, the, the, do we see that the CIO's role um, is, is, is quite challenging if it comes to changing this culture? I mean, you spoke about DevOps. Uh, we, 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 sp we spoke about, let's say, aggress uh, aggressive agile, you know, you know, moving from checking in a line of code, going all the way through into production. Um, so so this, this challenge, this change of, of culture within organizations, do you think the CIO has a role in... in, in, in you know, changing this culture? 
Absolutely, yes. That must be one of their most important jobs, both within their own department, but also across the broader organisation. Technology, as so often, technology is the easy bit here. The hard bit is culture, and it's the culture of the IT organisation, you know, which has been ingrained over years to, to be conservative for all sorts of very good reasons. It's been, you know, beaten down in recent years, and, and you mentioned this earlier, you know, around driving cost out of the system and be, becoming more and more efficient rather than being a true partner. So you need to sort of reinvigorate the IT organisation. You need to persuade the people you've got that y they can make a difference, they do matter, and their ideas will be listened to. You also perhaps need to bring in new people with new skills. But broader than that, and outside the technology management organisation, the rest of the business needs to change their perspective of IT too. And they need to understand that IT is a partner, not a cost centre. That IT isn't the department of no. Um, it's, you know, it's a real centre of knowledge, centre of capability that can help the broader business to, to get out and achieve those objectives. You know, keep coming back to the same points again and again. And we just need to get on and do some of this stuff. Completely agree. The organisations keep talking about a business agility and that business agility now has become the main driver for adopting cloud native development. But do you think that this drive for, for business agility is coming from the CIO and IT in general or is it coming from the business? And how proactive are the CIOs in, in realising the need to make the business more agile? I think the broader driver is probably coming from elsewhere in the business, to be honest, in most cases. Now, th there are some great CIOs who've been beating this drum for a long time. But broadly, the drive is coming from the broader business. And yes, they're looking for agility, they're looking for flexibility. And in every conversation, there's also an element of, of cost as well. Um, but for the CIO, they, they absolutely need to be stepping up to this. This is a real opportunity for the CIO and the technology management organisation as a whole to come in and say, you need this agility, you need this flexibility, we're the ones to help. We know how to do this. Um, and perhaps some of the metrics we're measured on need to change. Some of the KPIs we report to the CFO every year need to change. If that happens, you know, we can be let off the leash a bit and, and really help the business to transform. And in almost every example of a good business that has undergone this transformation to become more digital, more customer obsessed, more customer serving, the CIO and the technology management team are right at the heart of that. Can you talk a little bit about uh, legacy? Is, is that a, a key barrier? Um, you know, it's been reported as being a key barrier to adopting cloud native um, you know, basically the, the way cloud native tries to integrate with, with le legacy infrastructure. Um, do, do you see that the CIOs ha have, this is a, so a problem that they need to solve, you know, before they can actually, you know, you know move forward in cloud native? I think engaging with the legacy infrastructure and the legacy applications that most organisations have is hard. Um, it's scary. It's potentially expensive. But at the end of the day, it's absolutely vital. Uh, all of the exciting new customer-facing applications that they're building, you know, at the end of the day, often link back to a, a core system of record. They link back to the customer management system. They link back to the billing system. They link back to the core banking system, whatever it may be. Um, so those legacy applications are vital to the 
today's business, they're also vital to the future of the business. And because of that, the CIO and the whole organisation absolutely need to make sure they can bring those applications forward as well. You know, two-speed IT is a recipe for disaster. It looks like the easy solution today. You know, let's just park that scary stuff and we'll worry about it another day. Doesn't work because as the exciting new application you focus on instead, as it scales and scales and scales you start to deliver a bad customer experience because it's making calls to a back-end legacy system that can't keep up with the demand. Um, And we see all of the cloud providers piling into this space as well. You know, a lot of the growth over the next 12 months or so in cloud adoption is actually coming from organizations looking at moving the legacy infrastructure out of wherever they've got it today and into some form of cloud environment. Um, containers are part of the solution to that as well. But so is, you know, done right, actually we would be going in and stripping these legacy applications down and re-architecting them from the ground up. That would be the best way to do it. It's not necessarily going to happen in most cases because it's too complex and too costly. So we're looking at other ways to try and move those applications forward. Very good advice. I have one, one last question um, for you. Um, and it's it's to talk about, and it's maybe it's kind of um, to to uh, to summarise really. Um, so CIOs they're having to quickly adapt to a new role and a new way of thinking. You know, when it, concerning the customer, employees, and you know the the, the way they, they deal with with their board. Um, but also they're they're you know they're trying to drive a wider business in this new way of thinking. Um, and recently um, we heard when we we did a Royal Mail interview that the, the, the strategy or their strategy was to set up a digital lab that could work outside the confines of the wider IT team structures to basically to experiment and explore new business ideas, new services, and also the ability to fail fast without impacting the wider business. So do you see many businesses taking this type of approach? And what success, excuse me, what success stories have you seen and what strategies have they employed? I wrote a report about this recently, actually, called Big Industry Fights Silicon Valley in the War for Talent. Um, and, you know, the, the, the broad theme there was that if we believe that every company is becoming a software company, if we believe that the likes of GE and Siemens you know, can set their sights on being you know, top 10 software companies globally, then fundamentally these sort of traditional enterprises are fighting for the same talent as Google or Facebook or Apple or Microsoft. Um, and they're having to find various ways to attract that talent. Now, you mentioned Royal Mail and their labs. Others have set up labs as well. Walmart, for example, GE set up a lab in, in San Ramon originally. Um, and I think you know the growing recognition we're seeing from some of the, the companies we speak to is that these labs play a role, but it's a short-term role. It's a short-term fix. You know, it would be very easy to have a large enterprise that has a very traditional IT organisation and to say, I'm going to go around that. I'm going to set up a lab in Silicon Valley and get lots of cool people there and they'll have massages at their desk and free lunches and they'll do amazing things. That's true. They probably will, but it will do nothing at all to bring those new capabilities and those new ways of thinking into the mainstream business. And that's where they need to end up. 
Um, so I mentioned that GE set up their labs. They're now rolling that big back into the mainstream IT organisation. Uh, a number of other organisations, like Carrefour, for example, in France, have explicitly not set up a lab. They've explicitly brought the new talent into the IT organisation at headquarters in Paris. And they're trying to spread those new ways of thinking, those new abilities out to the rest of the IT team. Because, you know, the, the people you already have are doing great things too. Some of the reasons they haven't done all the exciting new things you might want might not be lack of ability. It might not be lack of willingness. It might be the barriers that you've been putting in their place for decades um, so, you know, finding ways to let those people you already have off the leash and finding ways to bring you know, some of this exciting new talent from outside as well and try and fuse the two together so that the IT organization as a whole modernizes and then the business as a whole modernizes. That's a much better long term strategy. Absolutely fantastic. So listen, thank you. Thanks a million, uh, Paul. I've, I've I really, really enjoyed the, you know the, the last uh, this interview. Um, you've 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 answered some 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 really difficult questions. You know questions that I've had, and you've you've really you've answered them really clearly. Um, so I, I hope our listeners have got some value from it. I, I know I have. I know, um, and hopefully we will actually get to physically meet someday and. Um, we might have a drink or two and, and actually discuss this, some, some of these cloud-native problems in more depth. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Dan. Thanks. Okay, so we've reached the, the, that point again where we, we have to leave you. Um, once again, a really interesting discussion. Uh, I've certainly had a great time today. Yeah, it's been, as always, uh, a pleasure uh, doing this with you, Lisa. Um, so if just if anybody who wants to reach out to us, um, you, you can catch me. My Twitter handle is at Dan O'Riordan, all one word, D-A-N-O-R-I-O-R-D-A-N. Uh, and you, Lisa, have you got a Twitter handle? Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter too, uh, at uh, Lisa Hirsch, L-I-S-A-H-I-R-S-C-H-4. And um, also you can find our, our research on cloud native applications Cloud Native Comes of Age at www.capgemini.com slash cloud native. Very good. So any plans for this evening, Lisa? Yes, Dan. I am going to be studying up on my French vocabulary for my next trip to France. Limited at that, because I know you live in Nice, and I'm going to be heading out your way, by the way. Uh, limited but fun, yeah? Yeah, I can help you with some of that vo- vo- vocabulary. It's, when you learn any language, you, you always start off with the naughty words, Lisa. That's my advice to you. Well, I, I, I've learned the word chicken, so, you know. Fantastic. Well, um, I hope you have a better French accent than, than I do, Lisa. It wouldn't be hard, you know. So. <laughs> so thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm your host, Dan O'Riordan, and we hope to have you back here with us next time when we'll be asking how businesses can use cloud native to create a culture of innovation. And that's really what Cloud Native is, creating that culture of, of innovation. So that should help those CIOs out there as well.